0: Hey everyone, I'm Michael Gabriel, and you're listening to Run the Small World, a show in which I talk to friends and share my loves for Disney, running, run Disney, and whatever else comes up. So I'm going to start this the way I always do. Uh, who are you and how do I know you?
1: Uh, so I'm Lindsay Funch, and uh, I know you from um, running the Revel Mount Charleston race just a couple weeks ago.
0: Yeah, it was pretty fun. Um, I love making new friends at <laughs> uh, at races, and uh, we bumped into each other right as, like, we were approaching the start line because um, we were late due to porta-potties, so it's pretty fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I was freaking out, so I was happy to see someone else that was kind of, like, bobbing and weaving extra fast <laughs> to get to the start.
0: Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> we were – by the time we got up there, I think we were up, like, still around the 4.30 marathon pace group or something. Oh, yeah. Um, it was – definitely not the people running our pace. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so we'll talk more about the, uh, race as a whole and impressions and stuff. But, uh, I also found out while we were running and stuff that you actually have done some run Disney races too, right?
1: Yes. yes. So I've only done two, so I can't consider myself a professional like you, but, um, I did the, um, just the Walt Disney world marathon in 2012. And then I did the goofy challenge in 2013.
0: That's pretty exciting. So uh, you intend to go back at some point there, right?
1: Absolutely. I love the run Disney races and just love Disney in general. So I definitely plan on it.
0: Well, I look forward to it when we get to hang out in Disney. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, please. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, we both ran and met at the Mount Charleston race. So uh, let's, let's just start talking about that. Like, you know, what do you want to tell about it? Like, Anything about the story, uh, uh, about arriving there, leading up to the race, during the race, uh, whatever.
1: Uh, so I can start from the very beginning. I personally was freaking out as um, they were like setting off the race. They were like, okay, three, two, one, go. And I was still standing in a porta potty line with probably over 1,000 people. Um, and so uh, it didn't start out as well as I'd hoped because I think I was planning on running with um, – a pace group, and I was like, "Yeah, if I try to run a three ten, it's going to be a big PR." Um, and so, running with a pace group seemed like the right thing to do. Um, and so, I had thrown that out the window, thinking, "Well, at least I'll get, you know, done with my bathroom stop before I start the race, because otherwise, I always, I have like the tiniest bladder ever, so I always <laughs> have to stop and pee." And I was like, "Well, I might as well stop before the race and get it done before I've my time has actually started." Um, so I, it started out kind of not as planned, which I hate because I'm such a planner and I um, it was a, my big goal race. So for me, that was the hardest thing was getting out there before or after um, the 310 pacer had already gone. And-
0: yeah, like we didn't start until what, four minutes or so after the starting gun? Yeah, so- I,
1: I think almost almost five. I think it was like 4.56 or something like that. Yeah. I mean my my starting
0: state was pretty much exactly the same as yours. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think part of it is that uh well, this is one of those rare races that is almost like on a Run Disney schedule where you took like really early morning shuttle to get to the race. <laughs> yeah. Um the race started at five thirty, but you had been you know, we had been hanging out there for a while, and then of course the porta potties got really backed up and uh it's not nearly as organized as a Run Disney race. <laughs> right. They don't have
1: two hundred or more porta potties. There were probably, I don't know, would you say sixty porta potties maybe?
0: Yeah, that sounds about right.
1: Yeah, and two thousand runners or slightly more than two thousand runners. So not nearly enough for how many people um were running the race. And I was glad actually I got into the Porta Potty line at five o'clock. I looked at my watch and was like, maybe I should just do it now. And so <laughs> I was like, Okay, and I got outside because I was inside in the lodge, staying warm, and all of a sudden I was like, What the heck? There are so many people right now. Um so that was a little bit terrifying because I was like, I don't know if I'm in the shortest line or if any of these lines are moving because it seemed like there were so many of them. <laughs> and, um, so it was not the start we planned. But yeah, it is kind of a crazy schedule to have already been up for like three hours and then we're about to start uh, the race. And then I was so, so happy to find you in the... Kind of bobbing and weaving through the people because I was like, "Oh yeah, go that way." Like, let's see if we can weave through this these people. And and then you were like, "Oh well, what are you trying to run today?" (laughs) Well, three ten. So this is perfect um, to have kind of a buddy to head out with, even if we didn't stay together. Um, Yeah. And so the main story is that we were able to stay together for what fifteen plus miles.
0: Uh, Yeah, I think uh, if I look at my my Garmin like splits, It seems to be about mile 16 where I like faded yeah. and, you know, intentionally kind of like, I was like, okay, you go now. I'm going to, I'm going to chill.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think you were totally being smart and I was trying to stick to, you know, go out as hard as I can. And, um, not that I would ever recommend banking time in any other race, except one of the Revel races where you're running downhill for 22 miles. But I was like trying to bank as much time as possible and just, and, keep cruising. So I was sad. to Yeah. You like go. Really, taking
0: advantage. Yeah, like really, really taking advantage of gravity. And it was, we were obviously like kind of keeping each other's minds off of the, the race itself. Cause we were just talking for a lot of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: and that was, was really fun. nice too. <laughs> Cause I think if I had uh, not found you and been running by myself during that time, because, because there was no pace group to run with, I would have been like totally in my head and going, well, oh, am I going too fast? Am I going too slow? So it was just really nice to have some distraction.
0: Yeah, totally. I'm right there with you. Um, so, you know, we did talk some about, uh, goals. Do you want to talk about, you know, the goal you were shooting for and what, like what you ended up with, or do we want to talk about the race itself and the course first?
1: Uh, let's talk about the course and the race first. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, so I, I mean, for people who don't know, uh, the rebel races are all races that they basically start at the tops of the mountains and go downhill. Um, and they're designed to help people hit PRs. Uh, they're a lot of fun. They're really pretty. Um, was it, this was your first Revel Race, right? It was, yeah. Okay. And it was my second. Um, the last time, the last one I did was uh, Big Cottonwood in Salt Lake City. Uh, and that was my first attempt to Boston qualify. Um, this was a, supposed to be an attempt, but turned not into one. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, but they're, generally, because they start on mountains, like, generally, there's a lot to look at for the first two-thirds, three-quarters before you start arriving into whichever city the, the uh the mountain leads into um and i have to say like it's really pleasant to be able to just like look around uh as you go um it was also though because we did start later than other people we were kind of cruising on our own passing people for a, a while because even if we're going considerably faster than other people it still takes time to make a nearly five minute deficit <laughs> on uh, on people oh, yeah. but um uh, it's how long about, would you say it was dark for us before it started to get light, um, during the race?
1: The sun was starting to come up when we, when we were starting, but it was, it was still kind of like dawn. Um, yeah. so we weren't, we never had to really run in the dark, but it was, it was kind of dawn for probably the first couple miles maybe, um, before mm-hmm. really the sun came out and then it was straight in our faces cause we were running directly East, <laughs> um
0: uh yeah it was rough I really wish I had had a hat or sunglasses on (laughs) um my 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 race photos and friends and like people online will always comment like you're always smiling in your photos and I just look like I'm in pain in these photos and I'm not because I'm like squinting at the sun the whole time yeah
1: I I saw a few because you're in a couple of mine as well since we ran together and um I could see like you don't look like you're in pain but you're like smiling but you definitely have your eyes closed in all of them (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah um So, uh, yeah, what were your biggest takeaways from the course?
1: Uh, so I definitely, so my plan in general was to not go out too fast and kind of, but also to kind of let the course do the work for me on the first 22 miles, because I knew it was going to be downhill until about 22. Um, and I mean, the course itself I thought was beautiful. So I kept trying to remind myself to look up and not focus so much on pace and time and that kind of thing and, and look around because it was so beautiful. You were just out in nature and there was not a house or a building for the first like 20 something miles. It was just us out in the desert, which was really cool. Um, I thought that the hill was, it didn't ever feel so steep that I had to slow myself down too much. Although we did keep commenting oh that was a little bit fast a little bit hot (laughs) but it was never so fast that i thought this is like unattainable and unsustainable so that i thought was really fun it was just kind of like cruising along not thinking about it not working too hard um i did notice the first couple miles the altitude i was like sucking wind a little bit Um, yeah but then it kind of i kind of leveled out so that i really liked and then um as it as it started to we started to get down a little bit further and it started to get hot. That was when I was like, oh man, like I knew this was coming, but uh, now it's just time to like dig deep and kind of drive. And um, since gravity's not helping anymore, I need to really use my legs.
0: <laughs> it also, it was just, it was so hot towards that tail end. Yeah. And uh, what was the temperature swing? Like something like 30, uh, 30 degrees or so.
1: I think it was more like 40. Um, Cause I think it was like 45 when we started um, up at the top. Yeah. And it was definitely in the low eighties when we finished. So
0: yeah. That's, that's 80s. wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so uh, something else that people might not know about the rebel races is I don't know if this is true of all of them, but it's definitely true of the two I've done where, uh, they have a marathon and a half marathon and they start at, I think the half marathon starts a little bit later than the marathon, I believe, but it starts halfway down the course with the same finish line. In yeah,
1: this one, they started at the same time. So they started at oh, okay. um, five 30 as well.
0: So yeah, so uh, that's fun, but uh, at the same time, it means that pretty much all of the half marathoners get to the aid stations before we do, <laughs> which uh, wiped out some of the things I was looking forward to towards the end when it got hot.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that there was going to be popsicles at one of the aid stations, and I never saw a popsicle. I was very upset about that.
0: <laughs> I even double checked the program uh, afterwards, and there were it was the last two aid stations we were supposed to have them, and I was like looking, and they were just all gone.
1: I saw a few wrappers on the ground, but other than that, I never saw one. <laughs>
0: yeah so major bummer um there were some very pleasant ice towels though
1: that I think saved my life at like the 24 mile aid station when they gave you that i was like oh thank you or just after 23 i guess it was as you're going up that little hill because there was an uphill um Mm -hmm. (laughs) as you're going up that little hill i was like just trying to slather it all over me as much as i could and it was heavenly (laughs) Yeah, I,
0: be, I think I, I just tried to get it like tied into my shirt behind my <laughs> neck. Just like stay there. Yeah. Uh, the um, So one of the things I really liked about this is uh, when I did the Salt Lake City race and we kind of leveled out and finished in the city, you were basically just running on a random big street with like, you know, parking lots and stuff on the sides. And this, um, it was prettier. Like the we were going through sort of a residential area for, for a bit. Uh, and it just didn't feel like, okay, we're in, the center of Vegas or anything. Um, so that was nice.
1: Yeah. I was actually glad that it didn't like finish on the strip or something like that. Cause I, I don't think that that would have been as fun as like just finishing and being able to enjoy the surroundings as much. So I would agree with that.
0: You know, we finished the race and I got to hang out with you and your husband after I eventually got done with my (laughs) race. And, (laughs) but, uh, but then there were some celebrations in order. Um, so what was your goal when you actually set out for this?
1: So, um, my PR going into the race was um a high 3:15. So, I was trying to be really really realistic and um was thinking 3:10 to 3:12 would be a great day and I knew that the the course would be really friendly for a good PR. So, um so I was going out, I was planning on going out with the 3:10 group and hanging on as long as I could and I did a ton of training at around 3:10 pace. So, um, so 310 was my goal. Um, I was really happy to come out with a, an even bigger PR of 30839. So even a little bit faster than I planned, which God knows I did not think that that was even possible, uh, (laughs) um, a a seven and a half minute PR, but it happened and I'm still reeling from it. I'm like still a little bit in disbelief. (laughs) That's
0: that's really amazing. Like congratulations. And, uh, you got some, uh, some placings accordingly
1: yes yeah so second in my age group i think i ended up uh 13th female overall so that was really fun as well
0: that was really exciting to hear when i because uh, i i didn't know anybody there and so i was just like looking around and then i found you uh and your husband and eating and grabbed my food and and we just chilled for a while um and unfortunately we did ex- uh we did witness somebody overheating and was it, did she pass out or nearly pass out? She
1: passed out for a second. I don't think she was fully conscious when, um, when we saw her kind of like lilt over and, uh, her friends ended up like kind of propping her up and calling for the medic. That was, a, yeah. that was a pretty, um, drama filled moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was, I don't really see things like that very often. And of course, you know, everybody was just like, get up, move all the chairs, uh, get out of the way. Um, but uh but yeah otherwise like just chilling after the race was really pleasant um it was a uh, i mean definitely the first time i've been to vegas as an adult like i feel like the last time i went was with my parents and i was probably like 19 or something <laughs> um which i guess technically is an adult but not not in a way that counts not, not, a, not a grown <laughs> um, up
1: grown up yeah
0: <laughs> but i basically just chilled um so I guess I, I also had goals, um, and I didn't really hit them going in. Uh, people who listen to the show know that originally this was supposed to be a BQ attempt, and then I started to have issues with my leg, and I had to back out, back off of training. And so I kind of went into this just being like, well, I'm going to see where I'm at. Um, I know that I've lost a lot of fitness because I was training for, like, sub-three pace. That's what I was targeting. That's what a lot of my marathon pace workouts were at. Um, but I had... Had to back off so much that I was like, okay, I'm I'm sure I lost a lot of fitness. I wonder how long I can hang on to a 3:10 pace um, because that seems reasonable if my leg doesn't hurt. Uh, And um, and so I I promised myself that, like, the second my hips started to talk to me, I was like, okay, I'm going to back off. I'm not going to push it to its limit because it's been doing better, and I don't want to like hurt it. Um, And so I did. So I ran with you, and I was very pleased to see like it was. Going at that pace was more effort than say it would have been, you know, halfway through the training cycle, but I was surprised at still how, how well I could hang on for that long.
1: Like you hadn't lost that much fitness really.
0: Yeah. I, w- I was very pleasantly surprised by that. Um, which was great. Uh, and so <laughs> it makes me optimistic that at some point, once I can like really get back into gear, I can have an even better training cycle than I was having this time around. Um. That said, uh, we did talk about, um, we have a, a big common goal that we'll talk about afterwards, but one of my big things that I've been talking about, and I think I've mentioned on the show a few times was, so this year, I mean, I'm doing a marathon a month, which is a big deal. That's my primary goal. And then I had kind of two secondary goals where I could hit them or not, and I'd be fine. Um, one was to hopefully Boston qualify, which I kind of missed out on my attempt this time. Uh, and the other was to do a thing in July that is, a uh, seven marathons in seven days in seven states but that really depended on my leg being feeling right after this marathon because you know it's a three-month cycle and there's no way i could start from not 100 and get there yeah. um so i just as soon as my hip started giving me trouble, I was like okay well i'm gonna write that off but that's okay uh, i've i have about 100 different goals to work towards and i'm always working towards all of them so uh so that's fine i mean my first 50 miler it took me a it was a year later than originally planned and that was still a pleasant experience. Um, so uh, so yeah, I'm going to postpone that to next year, which is no big deal. Um, on the bright side, as long as my leg heals up normally and nothing sticks around, that does open up the possibility of me doing a fall training cycle um, for speed and trying again at Boston, which I wouldn't have been able to try for that again in the fall if I was doing the seven marathon, seven days thing. Uh, so that's good. You know, silver lining.
1: Always a silver lining. So do you have a... Um a race every month that you've already like registered for and you know, maybe which one in the fall that you'd be attempting to BQ at?
0: No, I only have through June figured out right now. So I'm now looking at the second half of the year to, to fill those out. Um, So yeah, I'll, I'll be looking at late August, early September races to BQ at, and I am open to suggestions from people um, for sure. I I know people have already thrown a few my way and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll pick a target and go for it.
1: You can totally do that. I know that you can, based on like how you were running with me. You were chit chatting the whole time, so comfortable. And until your legs like, started to kind of like talk to you, you were just like <laughs> totally cruising.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm uh, my friends are very supportive, and I know I'll qualify for Boston at some point. I just still really want to get it in in this age group, which makes it, which gives me this year and next year. Uh, and then I age up, which, you know, is fine. Uh, but I would really like to do it when I'm in this fastest age group when
1: it's the hardest to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, cause then I'll always be able to say I did it then. Um, so, uh, yeah, but we, we do have a big common goal that we discovered, um, as we were chatting together. So, uh, do you want to share?
1: Yes. Yeah. So we uh like very early in our conversation, we both were like, Oh yeah, we're working on our fifty states. So trying to run a marathon <laughs> in all fifty states. And I think for both of us it was number nine. Is that right? Or was this number 10 for you? I was
0: miscounting. So uh yeah, I, I thought it was nine and I counted afterwards and it was number 10 for me. So I'm
1: behind but... you a little bit. I gotta hurry <laughs> up.
0: Well, you're definitely ahead of me on Boston qualifying, so there is that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, the 50 state goal is really fun. Uh, my friend Sandy, uh, I mentioned to you while we were racing that I pace our, uh, big Publix Atlanta marathon here. Yeah. And, um, my friend Sandy was one of my co-pacers and she was on the show, uh, a couple episodes ago. And, uh, she also has the 50 state goal as well. So, um, she's been checking them off as she goes. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, it's fun to like discover more people that I actually know. Um, doing this thing. And it's sort of like, a, okay, well maybe we'll find ourselves signing up for some of the same races later just to check off some of the, uh, some other States.
1: Some of the like flyover States that aren't as interesting. It would be so fun to have a group to travel with and like try to hit those races together.
0: Yeah. So. It's like, if there's nothing, if there's nothing really to see, well then we can just hang out and have fun <laughs> with, with friends yeah. from uh that we made through running. Absolutely. So it's a lot of fun. Um, so uh, do you have any other like kind of, uh Major goals, minor goals, any kinds of hypotheticals other than the the fifty state thing.
1: Um, no, not really. So, um, this this race kind of hit my big goal, which was to officially qualify for New York City because the New York Marathon is actually harder to get into oh, wow. than Boston. Um, there is yeah, yeah like ridiculous qualifying times for that. So, um, for women, I think it's eighteen to thirty four. Kind of the the youngest age group is um. Uh, 313. So I finally have qualified for that. They do have slightly easier um or like more user-friendly half marathon qualifiers. So I had qualified with that, but I was like it's a full marathon. I feel like <laughs> kind of kind of your same um headspace as Boston like it's it's a full marathon. I want to qualify based on my marathon time, not based on my half time. So
0: Yeah. Uh, so that's really cool though um, l- like you mentioned uh, New York is harder to qualify for and I think all the majors are it's just that all the majors have some other way to to get in other than charity right, right? Yeah. whereas Boston doesn't have a lottery and all the others do um, but I, I think the actual qualifying time for all of them are harder than Boston um, except for London I believe the men's qualifying time for UK residents is basically the same as Boston it might actually be five minutes slower okay. yeah. um, but uh But for everybody else around the world, it's harder to get into. You have to have, I think, uh, so New York City was my first marathon. And it was just pure luck on the lottery. And I never intended to be a marathon runner. And then I just got obsessed during training. (laughs) Um, That'll do it, yeah. Yeah, it was was crazy. Like, I put my name into the lottery because a friend asked me to with her. And I got in and she didn't. And I was like, well, I guess I'll train for this. And then during training, I got hooked. So uh, it was, I think, more or less the day after I did my first 17 mile training run, I enjoyed it so much and got through it so easily that I like at a faster pace than I was supposed to be going that I went ahead and signed up for marathons two and three. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, And I, I did them. So it was my first marathon was New York city, November, 2015. And then I did the January Disney marathon. And then I did our Publix marathon here in March.
1: Oh, wow. So like three successive too, like, that's quick. That's quick turnaround.
0: Yeah. And it's been like that since um, the longest gap I've had uh, for marathons was last the second half of last year. And that was because I was training for 50 miler and working through some injuries and like wanting to recover those and not be stuck 20 miles into a 26 mile run and be like, well, now I have to finish when I knew would know that the right thing to do would be to stop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, New York is an amazing race. It's easily my favorite of the ones I've done. And I think this was marathon 17 for me.
1: Oh man. Um, yeah, so I'm a little behind you on that too, but yeah, I'm so excited to try to get into it's... New York city. Yeah,
0: that's, that's incredible. Like congratulations on that. It, it is just an amazing, there's nothing else like it. And uh, cause I've also done Chicago and you know, Chicago is one of the majors. It's not the same. Um, that said you have done Boston. So I would be really interested to hear your take afterwards about how the two compare. Yeah,
1: I mean, um, Boston is amazing. I don't think there's anything that compares to it, but um, and I, I did it the year after um, the bombing. And so I think that especially had like this really deep feel. And there were so many. I mean, the streets were lined the entire 26 miles. There were so many spectators. So it was just like a wall of noise the entire time. And I loved that experience. And I feel like that's kind of what you see in New York. Like each of the neighborhoods is lined mm-hmm. the entire way. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, pretty much uh, the beginning more or less all the bridges were the only parts where you weren't just smothered in New York. Um, uh, and it's, it's the biggest marathon in the world. The whole city just turns out to watch. It's crazy. Um, because you're running this marathon with, you know, over 50,000 other people. Um, I, I want to say it was like 55,000 when I did it, fifty-fifty-five 55 or 57. Um, uh, which is a lot of people. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, and so you're running and everybody's giving you high fives. And, um, the whole time, and just after you do it, uh, after you run the race, like the next day, especially it was my first marathon, I was super proud. Um, and I was wearing my medal around the city, but they you know encourage people to do that. And random New Yorkers will stop you and just say, like, congratulations or yell across the street, congratulations, <laughs> like the nicest day in New York City. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it, it's really an incredible experience, and you know, I've had. Chicago also had a lot of crowd support, but it just, it didn't compare. And I, I wonder if, you know, Boston, just because of what Boston is, might uh, compare in terms of intensity, but then just sheer size of like the, even just the number of runners around right, you. Right, you can't match is, that with
1: uh, Boston because they don't, I mean, it's what, 30 something and they don't really yeah. go more above that, like I think 36 or something like that. So yeah, 20,000 yeah. less runners. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I anticipate like whenever I do get to run Boston, you know, I, I expect it'll be maybe the one that I'll get to do. That'll be just as good as New York, but for different reasons, mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of overlap, but not really the same thing. Although who knows? The other majors might be awesome. I mean, I really do want to do all the majors at some point. So London, Tokyo, Berlin, hopefully I'll be doing Berlin next year. So
1: oh, have you See. put yourself in the lottery for that?
0: Uh, for next year's Berlin, I'm doing the, well, the lottery isn't until after this year's. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, that'll be yeah like, so that's in like September yeah,
1: or so. probably so. October they'll open it um,
0: up. Yeah, and I actually... So the last two years, I've put in the lottery and not gotten it. So I actually think this year I'm going to skip the lottery and just go ahead and do one of the uh, travel agencies. Um, so fun thing for that is next year is the fifth Disneyland Paris half marathon. Oh, baby. Um, and that and the Berlin Marathon are a week apart. So... I figure I'll take one trip over to Europe and do both.
1: Oh, that sounds awesome.
0: Yeah. So that's currently the plan. We'll see if I am still sticking to that towards the end of this year when, you know, those registration uh, options are opening up for them. But uh, I hope to do that next year. And that'll be like my big, since I won't be doing a marathon a month next year, and therefore that'll be my kind of big trip.
1: And have you run the Paris Disneyland Paris marathon before?
0: Uh, last year was my was the one time okay. I did it. Yeah. Um, and it was it was fun. Um, the courses are really fun. Uh, the parks are not nearly as they're not Disney World. <laughs> um, but uh, but they they have their own niceties there. You can walk everywhere like you can walk clear from one end of one park to the uh, other end of the other and about as long as it takes to get across my, Magic Kingdom, which is fun. Oh Yeah, that is cool. And uh, since the parks are small, like only a little bit is in the parks. And instead of all the highway running that we have here in Disney World, you have a lot of uh, countryside, like French countryside uh, and French residential area running, which is pretty cool. But uh, it's been a little bit of a mess with how not they're not nearly as well organized as Run Disney in the States is. Um, so the way that they handled corrals was all messed up, but apparently it was still better than the previous year. So I'm hoping that After I give them year four this year, that by year five, they'll have really cleaned it, you know, gotten it to a place where it feels pretty good. they've
1: ironed out all the details and they should have it figured out by then.
0: (laughs) Yeah, fingers crossed. (laughs) Um, uh, It's still definitely worth doing. So uh, I I definitely think people who like run Disney races and would like to see Disneyland Paris at some point should just go ahead and pick a year and do the races over there. Uh, and it's a really interesting thing because over here, you know, we have the challenges. So you you did, was it Goofy? I did the Goofy, did? yeah. Okay. So uh, in January, we have the the four races. We have the Goofy, which is the half and full, and then the Dopey, which is all four. Um, on all the other weekends that don't have a full marathon, the only challenge includes the 10K and the half, and then you just have like a bonus 5K. Um, in Disneyland Paris, it's the same three races, 5K, 10K, half, but they do have a challenge that is all three races. Oh, nice. So, and it's like Dopey is inclusive of Goofy. It's the same thing. So the, the, uh, that challenge is, uh, inclusive of, of the 10 and half marathon challenge. Okay,
1: cool. What's that one called? Do they call it the same thing? Like, is it a Dopey or a Goofy? Uh, they call it
0: the, I want to say it was just like the, whatever the kilometer counts are, the 32K challenge. I'm trying to think. Oh, of what like the, the total number are.
1: of K. Yeah. Uh-huh
0: yeah exactly so um what is 21. it 1 21 plus
1: 10 yeah. plus 5 one k
0: yeah 1K. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah so the 35.1k challenge and then you subtract the 5k uh for for the other one and so yeah that i think they just call it that. i don't think they have like special oh, names okay. for them or at least didn't last year um but, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I recommend it if you're ever thinking about it. Um,
1: well, and if you're going to go and like do some, at least one of the races, you might as well do them all. Like it's so much fun to do the challenges and have another reason to dress up and go out and run through Disney.
0: That's my take. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have any other, like things running or otherwise that you're really looking forward to?
1: Um, So this fall, I am running uh, Chicago. So I'm excited about that, because it is one of the majors and just another big city to kind of run around and explore. Um, And then uh, nothing really major that I'm like, looking forward to, I'm actually really looking forward to kind of resting right now. So this was my big (laughs) A race for the year. And, um, and so I'm looking forward to like doing some shorter races this summer, and working on my speed. So I have a 10 K that I'm going to do in July and I'll probably do a couple of halves here um, throughout the summer, but I don't have anything planned yet. And it's kind of nice to just be um, freewheeling and kind of see how, where training takes me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a part of me, like I, I'm really excited to fill out the rest of my year, but at the same time, a part of me is like, wow, February of next year, cause I'm still going to do dopey in January. So February of next year is going to be really nice when it's like, okay, after 13 months of doing a marathon every month,
1: <laughs> yeah, you'll be ready.
0: <laughs> I mean, I probably won't do unless something really major sticks out. I probably won't do anything until that seven marathon, seven days thing. Like, take some time to rest and then just gradually start spinning off, uh, spinning up on pure mm-hmm. stamina uh, <laughs> after that. But, uh, but it'll be nice to take like a couple months. I mean, I might take like you know maybe a couple, a few weeks totally off before I ramp up and just get into a comfortable, uh, routine,
1: some real actual Uh, rest and recovery.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Instead of the, the, these short concentrated, okay, I'm doing a little bit less mileage. All right. Well, I'll take like, you know, five days off and then get right back to it and run another marathon next week. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. And I'm, uh, I have a lot of races to look forward to this year. So, uh,
1: so what is your May uh, race?
0: My May race is, uh, so not this coming weekend, but the weekend after I'll be in Denver, Colorado doing the Colfax Marathon. Um, and, and they actually have a Colfax 5K the day before. So I'll be doing the 5K <laughs> and the marathon because of course I am. You
1: wouldn't not, right?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Uh, so really neat thing when I signed up for it, I discovered they had this thing where they're like, hey, if you've done another marathon uh, since the beginning of the year, just, uh, you know, give us give us a link and, or the name of the marathon a link and your finishing time and we'll verify and you get like a special goodie at the either at the expo or oh, after that's you finish nice. so i think i get like a nice yeah so it's a really cool like they have some name special name for it but it's for just doing like you know two marathons in this this section of the year um and then uh of course they also have a thing for if you do both the 5k and the and the marathon and so it's like all right yeah why not <laughs> i like doing random <laughs> stuff like this so uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that and it's going to be high altitude and I'm like, the plan has always been for me to run, walk that okay. one, like this is not going to be a, uh, I'm, I'm going to be there to have fun and cruise. Like originally this, this month was going to be like, a you know, a target BQ. And I was like, man, I'm going to be worn out three, three weeks later doing another marathon. I'm just going to have fun at high altitude. Cause like, I know not to push myself <laughs> at that. Um, uh, I, I have done a high altitude race before and, uh, and it wasn't bad. But I, you know, adjusted according to effort and I don't feel any need to push at all. I'm going to just go in and enjoy myself.
1: Yes, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Uh, and I get to visit my brother because he lives over there.
1: So. Oh, awesome. And it'll check um, Colorado off your list. So, yep, absolutely.
0: Uh, and I just signed up for my uh, June marathon in <sighs> green north carolina i'm i should know this off the top of my head (laughs) but i don't right now (laughs) Um, yeah i uh it's in my email somewhere i'll put it on instagram um i think i added it to my instagram story but it's uh it's in like it's the it's definitely like along a river or something and it's supposed to be a reasonably fast but like really pretty course and i'm looking forward to that so
1: is that uh, within driving uh, distance for you
0: yeah, I mean it'll be a long drive but it is driving distance and it'll be nice to not be paying for a flight. Sure. <laughs> um it, it, I think it's going to be about comparable to my drive down to Disney. So, um, I'll I uh, I got my hotel reservations and so on and so I'll, and it's much cheaper to stay but there I than Disney. Imagine, yeah. So <laughs> so I'll probably just drive up on Friday. Um, they actually it's small enough a race that they do uh, they do have race morning pickup and the expo's not really an expo it's just race number pick up for like a few hours okay. in the evening friday so, so. it's pretty
1: like low-key probably
0: that's what it seems like so I'm, I'm gonna see if uh hopefully by then i'll have had time to like recover and push a little bit as like a fast mm-hmm. training run and see see where i'm at um yeah and i hope to be able to convince or you know find or convince a friend to to join me because just it'd be fun to hang out with somebody and check out the mountains afterwards because you know race finishes early and it's supposed to be a pretty area. So I'd love to just hike and keep my legs moving after.
1: Yeah. Do some exploring. That sounds awesome.
0: So, uh, on that note, uh, thanks so much for, <laughs> for joining me.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug anything you want to share or tell people to look for?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, not really. You can find me on Instagram at little VT runner. I'm originally a Vermonter. So I keep my handle true to my home state. So, um, but nothing major to plug. If you're in the Eugene, Oregon area, I work at Eugene running company and we are the best running store in town.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Um, I will, uh, when I post this, uh, I will link to your Instagram account in the show notes for the podcast. And I always afterwards, probably uh, the next day I'll post, uh, an Instagram post mentioning the podcast episode and you'll be tagged in that as well. Um, Uh, as usual, if anybody's listening to this and doesn't follow me on Instagram, um, you, you should (laughs) run the small world is the account there. There's also a Facebook page, which is pretty much all the same stuff. Uh, so yeah, thanks for listening and tune in next time.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Have you done any podcasts or anything before?
1: I have not. This is my first, which is why I was like, I'm so nervous. I'm going to screw this up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I've had a lot of first time, uh, podcasters on this show which is funny because like I haven't actually done it that much but uh, but yeah a lot of them and you are the fastest person to have been on the show so far
1: Yay! <laughs> oh what a um, an honor <laughs> <laughs> huge